Hello, I'm Milton Jones. Tricky, isn't it, when you've got to text someone that one of their relatives has died and your name is LOL. When my grandfather died, we didn't even get the chance to say goodbye, which was all the more poignant because he drowned in a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> so here I am, Milton Jones, travel mogul and holiday entrepreneur. So fasten your seatbelts and brace, brace, brace for another case of Milton Jones. I'm just about to complete a huge publicity stunt for my holiday business by crossing the Atlantic on Richard Branson. <laughs> I'm not sure I can swim another stroke. Come on, Richard. Nearly there. Not far to go, Milton. You've almost made it. That's Anton, my personal assistant. He says the secret of business success is PR, PR, PR. And thinking about it, I used to have a cat who said much the same thing. <laughs> Anton's on the support vessel going along beside us. Let's keep it moving, Milton. But Richard's beard is now really beginning to chafe. <laughs> he keeps on talking about his company. Well, something about his airways being blocked. <laughs> Nearly at Plymouth now. Great. Then we can get the train to London. On second thoughts, it might be a virgin train. But let's keep swimming. <laughs> Come on, Richard. <laughs> Milton, the nation's media are all looking at you. Don't forget to plug our company. Of course. Hello, I'm Milton Jones, and I've just crossed the Atlantic to tell you about my company. Action, adventure, adrenaline, reality, game, holidays. Arg for short. <laughs> we asked Richard Branson what he thought. Arg! See, even he can't stop talking about us. <laughs> That's arg holidays. Terms and conditions apply. Bungee jumps may go down as well as up. <laughs> As I climbed out of the water and stood on the quayside, taking the applause, I thought to myself, how did I get here? And then I saw Richard Branson being resuscitated, and I remembered. <laughs> but it's a day for looking back, as I'm also about to publish my autobiography. It's a serious account of how I built a business empire on sound financial principles. And so I arrive at the book launch by jetpack and dressed as a carrot. <laughs> I'd hired the National Geographical Society, where I met the Society's president, Lord Digby of Kathmandu. Yes, of course, your family have been very generous to our museum over the years. Your, your grandfather, of course, ran right across the Himalayas in just a loincloth that he later donated to the museum. Uh, is that it over there? Yes, it's in that thick glass case over there. Uh, ah. <laughs> of course, the whole thing was done without the use of oxygen. Uh, my grandfather's expedition? No, putting the loincloth in the case. <laughs> Digby of Kathmandu, what a pleasure. Mr. Carrot? Mm -hmm. Anton, it's me. Milton, of course. The carrot is the symbol of earthy industry, enterprise and healthy things. No, no, they just didn't have a Miss Marple out for it. <laughs> I've got one if you want to borrow it. <laughs> now, I'd, I'd like you to meet my niece, Amber Peterson. We thought it might be nice if she did the publicity for your book. Hiya. So I was just updating my Facebook status. I'm being interrupted by boring people, lol. Amber, have you read the book that Milton's written that you're supposed to be publicising? 
No, can you text it to me? Well, why don't I courier you a fax machine and then I'll fax you someone who can read it out loud to you as you lounge around all day on the sofa. Lol? Yes, indeed, as you loll around all day on the sofa. So I should probably know what this book's called, shouldn't I? Has it got a title in that? It's called All the Things I Have Ever Done in My Entire Life. And I don't want to spoil it, but in the end, I write a book. Tell you what, sounds great and everything. But rather than me read it and stuff, boring, why don't you just tell me about it? Maybe start with your childhood? Would you like me to lend you a pen? A what? Of course, never mind. <laughs> great! So, what sort of home did you grow up in? Oh, one full of exotic and expensive items from all over the world. You see, my dad was a baggage handler at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> and is that where your dad met your mum? Yes, my mother was a very pretty air stewardess who literally took my dad's breath away, but fortunately a little mask dropped down. <laughs> she pointed out the exits and they managed to escape together. <laughs> yeah, totes. Amber, would you excuse us? Milton has a very busy schedule. Unless you wish to accompany us on his private jet. Yeah, OK, I'll come with. Where are we going? Why don't we go to Hawaii? Apparently the whole place is covered with ham and pineapple. <laughs> Actually... America isn't on your itinerary. Uh, mind you, last time I went to America, I really got into the culture. I went into a shop and the guy said, have a nice day, and I didn't, so I sued him. So where are we flying to? First, we should go back to headquarters. There's a few things we need to pick up. Yeah, well, I'm well up for it. I feel really good about this one. I'm not going to miss a trick. Great stuff. Hang on, you're dressed as a carrot. Now you notice. Bit odd being so orange, isn't it? I suppose it is, Amber. <laughs> On the plane, I told Amber how my favourite subject at school was geography, but I never found out if I was any good at it because I could never find the classroom. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited. Well, of course, you've never been on a plane before, have you, Amber? Now, I insist, you sit by the window. Because I'm on a plane. I'm excited because I've just set up a Facebook group. OMG, I can't believe I'm on a plane. <laughs> I've had 42 hits already. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, whatever. So, back to the book, Yawn. How do you know Anton? Ah, it was when I was studying tourism at Lund University, which, of course, years ago used to be Lund Poly. <laughs> For work experience, I gave a commentary to tourists on an open-top bus in London. Coming up, on your left, there's Trafalgar Square. Apparently, Nelson's last words were, OK, I've done a few things in my life, but whatever you do, don't put me on a pedestal. <laughs> oh, that really is splendid. I'll, I'll just get a photo. Right, uh, here's the London Eye, recently covered with camouflage netting for London Fashion Week. Couldn't see the attraction myself. <laughs> Once again, fascinating. And there's the Arc de Triomphe, the last hoop in a giant game of croquet played by Wellington and Napoleon. Uh, excuse me, um, I, I think that's Marble Arch. I beg your pardon? I'm, I'm sorry, let me explain. I'm Anton Peterson, nice to meet you. I work for a health and safety firm who work to avoid unnecessary accidents in tourism. TripAdvisor. Oh, you've heard of them? Yes. <laughs> Here's my card. Ouch! Paper cuts! Yes, that happens a lot. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm getting a bit bored there. I'm looking for a bit more adventure. Well, if it's adventure you're after, how about jumping over a row of motorbikes in a bus? <laughs> Look, there's ten in a row over there. Milton! I reckon if we just hit the curb at the right speed, we can... Shut up! Oh, 
just cleared them. Whoa! Now that was exciting. What next? How about a trip round the British Museum? That doesn't sound very daring. It is if you're still in the bus. <laughs> After we'd completed our community service, <laughs> Anton and I decided to go into business together. Our first venture was a walking, swimming and walking again holiday to Spain. Although, to be honest, we just forgot to charter the aeroplanes. <laughs> but it was a huge success. After that, we began to set up all sorts of other extreme holidays. Parascending in the Maldives, paragliding in the Serengeti, and parabating in Aldershot. Which involved going into a pub and shouting, You're all a bunch of girly la-las. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on my private jet, Amber was outlining her PR strategy for my magnificent publication. So I know a book is, like, really boring and duh, but I suppose I could get a few people interested. I could tweet about it. What? Uh, Milton, Twitter is where you send out a pointless message using up to 140 characters. Well, like EastEnders. Um... <laughs> yes, anywho, um, we're nearly at our destination. Right, Amber, would you like to put this on? A parachute? Yes, Milton's trying out an idea for a new extreme sports airline. Yeah, it's called UneasyJet. <laughs> right, we're over the drop zone. Mm, I'm not too sure now. It looks a really long way down. Remember, you don't have to jump if you don't want to. Anton will jump first, then me, then Barry. Who's Barry? The pilot. <laughs> Perhaps you'd better jump after all. We landed right in the middle of my giant adventure playground. I decided to show Amber round, and we started off at the wall climbing centre, which was locked, so we climbed over the wall to get in. <laughs> then it all got a bit confusing. Then it was on to the mountain bike, and after a couple of hours, we'd got as high as the saddle. Milton, this place is great! Look, I've updated my Facebook status from meh to whatever. Truly a wondrous testimonial, Amber. We can't thank you enough. And just wait till you see the plans for my extreme hotel on this site, full of really dangerous and daring activities. For a start, we're going to cut down all those trees over there. Oh, no, look, there's dozens of eco-protesters up in the treetops. Well, they've attached themselves with really precarious ropes and are teetering hundreds of feet up in the Milton get down from there, you're on our side. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but before construction could begin, we had to clear the site. I put myself in charge of the demolition. But when I pushed the button, nothing happened. Luckily, at exactly the same moment, the building directly behind it collapsed. <laughs> and so I built my hotel there instead. The construction was going well. The first phase to be completed was the extreme restaurant. Well, here we are. The menus are ready and they're queuing round the block. But there is one fly in the ointment. There should be more flies in the ointment, otherwise we can't serve them as starters. <laughs> but the thing is, you know that building we demolished by mistake and built on top of? It belonged to Sir Peter South Mims. Remind me? The roadside hotelier. Ah, yes. Wasn't he knighted for services to services? Quite so. <laughs> I've invited him over for lunch, in fact. Help smooth things over. Ooh, ooh, here he is now. Best behaviour, Milton? Right. Which one of you two Muppets is Jones? Ah, <laughs> Sir Peter. I'm Anton. This is Milton Jones. Look, Jones, you pulled down one of my hotels and I want compensation. A perfectly good roadside hotel has been turned into rubble. But I hear the reviews are much better now. <laughs> I'll have you know that was an incredibly profitable hotel. Like all of my pay-as-you-go roadside establishments. Yes, yes, they're, they're quite charming in their way, very reasonable, as long as you bring your own pillow and duvet. 
and mattress. I hear even the toilet paper's a rip-off. <laughs> now, I would demand a share in your business, but it's obvious from this extreme restaurant you haven't a clue. It is a Bear Grylls restaurant. Yeah, it's a bit pricey using the name of the telly bloke. Who? Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls coming right up. Black, brown or grizzly? What? <laughs> we can also reenact the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears, if you like. Or, if you prefer, the story of the three pigs. Oh, yes. Or Top Gear, as it's sometimes called. <laughs> Look, forget all this bear stuff. Let's get down to it. Are you going to make me an offer or not? Surprise me. Bear! <laughs> right, that's it. I'll see you in court. He was clearly out for a revenge. Amber was worried about my personal safety. He's really angry. If he had a Facebook status, it would be, like, well-vexed. Amber's right. We should get you some kind of protection. It's OK. I've hired a bodyguard. I'd like to introduce you to a former man from the Soviet Union. Hello. Hello. No, no, um, I am a man from the former Soviet Union. <laughs> That's what I said, isn't it? No, no, what you said was quite different. <laughs> ah. I am very offended and challenge you to a duel. No, thanks. <laughs> Chicken. It's not me who's the chicken. Prove it. Whereabouts in Ukraine are you from? Kiev. <laughs> While the rest of the hotel was being constructed, I took a few foreign trips. I even enjoyed cage diving in the Bahamas. My canary, less so. <laughs> At last, my hotel and adventure park in Cornwall were finished. Milton, we're ready for the big opening. Look at the crowds, tourists, celebrities. It's a PR triumph. Well done, Amber. Well, I put it on my Facebook page, set up a MySpace event, put it on Twitter and made a blog. None of which worked, of course. So I stayed up all night and sent 500 handwritten letters. <laughs> wow, old school. OK, welcome, everyone, to my extreme hotel. Everything here is perfectly safe if you use your common sense, although obviously, for health and safety reasons, don't visit Newquay on a Saturday night. <laughs> I now call upon Miss Winona Ryder to steal the first towels. Thank you, thank you. So nice to be here. And if I cut the ribbon... Ah! The bungee rope she's attached to... will fling her into that specially dug pit filled with water. Which should teach her a lesson. And then, of course, she can try out the towels as well. <laughs> and so I was soon proudly showing our first extreme sports guest round his room. We climbed up the lift shaft and kicked down the door. Whoa, this room is awesome. Now, everything's as you'd expect, really. Rope ladder, hammock, mosquito net to keep the mosquitoes in. <laughs> Ow, I just got bitten. Most excellent. Then you're going to love the killer bees. Say what? Nothing. Bed, wardrobe, en suisse bathroom. En suisse? Yeah, it's in Switzerland. <laughs> You have to walk there. Not a problem, dude, Reno. Whoa! Check out the big TV screen, man. Isn't that, like, a little luxurious? You'd think so, but it's permanently tuned to BBC Three. Harsh. Here's the hairdryer. Let's just see if it works. Turn it off, man! Turn it off! I'm being blown out of the window! Whoa. <laughs> Well, enjoy your stay. If you want room service, just dial M. Dial M for what? It's a surprise. <laughs> well, good night. Hope the bugs don't bite, and if they do, the antidote's in the minibar. OK. And it's £8.50. Ow. Still, it's cheaper than the Pringles. <laughs>
hotel was a great success, but there was something bothering Anton. It's a letter from Sir Peter's lawyers, I'm afraid. He still wants compensation for pulling down his hotel, and he's on his way here now to serve us with writs. Excellent, I'll get the cheese. <laughs> no, Milton, don't do anything to make him angry. Here he is. Jones, I'm taking you to court. There, that's wiped a smile off your face. Too right, I was promised biscuits. <laughs> the time for talking is over. I've planned my case meticulously to get my compensation and nothing's going to take me by surprise! Well, he's fallen into the pit with Winona Ryder. <laughs> Sorry about that. That must have been a nasty shot. Yeah, I think I'm all right. I was talking to Winona. <laughs> and so I was taken to court by Sir Peter South Mims. The judge said it would be a long case, so I offered the jury free accommodation in my extreme hotel. The judge said it would give them a chance to see if it really was as dangerous as Mims said it was. But on the first day of the trial, it was almost as if the four remaining members of the jury had already made up their minds. This court is now in session. Day one. Decide to represent myself and begin to ask some penetrating questions. And so, Sir Peter South Mims, did you or did you not fall down the hole? I did. M Milton, it's, it's not that kind of cross-examination. <laughs> right! I mean, right. Day two. I produce a vital piece of evidence. Your Honour, under this tarpaulin is the very hole that Sir Peter claims to have fallen into. OK, then, let's see it. And so I ask you, members of the jury, how could this hole be in any way dangerous? Mr Jones? Mr. Jones, are you all right? Oh, oh, is that Winona Ryder in there? Tell her I really liked her and Edward Scissorhands. Day four. Sir Peter appears to have the upper hand. But then I produce my masterstroke. I call for my surprise witness. Good move, Milton. Who is it? Okay, bring in the wardrobe. Oh, I see. Your surprise witness is just some random person, but they're going to burst out of the wardrobe. No. <laughs> if that was the case, why would I have John Major hiding in there? <laughs> oh, great. Now it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Anton. Uh, could I come out now? <laughs> There's not much point now. I was Prime Minister, you know. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. All right, then. Yes, but mind the hole in the... <laughs> Not sure that's helped our case. Hey, buddy, stay away from the towels. They're mine. <laughs> I've had enough. I find for the defendant. Jones, you owe Sir Peter £38 million. Bad news, Milton. £38 million. Yeah, like double sad face. I haven't been this low since I lost my job with lastminute.com for being persistently late. <laughs> Anton, you used to be a travel entrepreneur. Can't you, like, help Milton and stuff? No, Amber. I can never be an entrepreneur again. <laughs> you see, years ago when the Berlin Wall came down... Lots of missiles in the former Soviet Union went missing. I was on holiday there and brought home with me what I thought was a, a very large lipstick. <laughs> I kept it in the garden and one day my dear mother was 
sitting on one end of it, doing some knitting, and my father just happened to light a bonfire at the other. Well, you can imagine, she went ballistic. <laughs> a massive fail. But, Milton, that's it. The judge only said you're banned from owning a hotel on the face of the planet. Well, all this talk of ballistic missiles has given me an idea. Of course. I could open a lipstick factory. No, Milton, a space hotel. He was right. Several months later, I was ready to show Anton the rocket in which I was going to take tourists into space. Behold, the Milton Five. Impressive. Why the Milton Five? We had some problems with the first four, hence the Milton Five. But there's no rockets on it. Which is why we built the Milton Six. <laughs> no doors. And so to the Milton Eight. What about the Milton Seven? Yes, we realised our mistake, so we built the Milton Eight based on what would have been the Milton Seven. Behold! But that doesn't have rockets either. No. We used the Milton Five drawings by mistake. <laughs> So that's why we built the Milton 9. Ah, a spaceship without doors, hatches, ways in or out. Thus, the Milton 10. But that's a car. Exactly, and if we drive over here... We find the Milton 11. <laughs> and soon the Milton 11 was ready to fly. The day of the launch arrived and Amber and I prepared to welcome our passengers aboard. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, madam. Thank so you for tickets, flying please. the Milton 11. Just there on the left. Milton, just out of interest, why are you dressed as an air stewardess? Ah, well, the last time I went to a psychiatrist, they did some tests, and then they phoned to say later that uh, the results were pretty uniform. Golly, <laughs> <laughs> random. Oh, hello, Jones. So, Peter... What are you doing on my rocket? Well, you still owe me two million quid, so I thought I'd gate crash. Right, where's my seat? Ah, a seat. That'll be a thousand pounds. Well, I've already paid. Seats are extra. <laughs> we got the idea from you, really. This is a no-frill space flight. So that's a thousand and five pounds in total. What's the five for? For telling you that information. <laughs> or you could go for the luxury package. What do you get with that? Oxygen. Oh, and all the food is horrible, by the way. So emergency exits are up here through your mouth and down here through your... Milton, we're ready to take off. <laughs> ah, yes. To save on a launch tower, I'd invented my own system to get us into orbit, using every bungee rope the company owned. Five, four, three, two, one... Release the bungee! Well, that went better than expected. Thank you. I mean, for a moment, I thought you might have attached us to the bungee so we'd be pulled back to Earth. Just excuse me for a minute. <laughs> what were you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Next stop, outer space. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your senior steward speaking. If you look out the window on your right, you'll see the only man-made object visible from space. My holdall, which I left on the wing. Well, it's day three of our maiden voyage. How are our passengers? Cryogenically frozen. I didn't know we had that facility. We don't. I just forgot to turn the heating on. Ah, that's a 
Shame? Melton, I'm getting something on the radar. What is it? Well, it sounds like early techno, but it's more of 120 BPM groove. No, it's a, it's a proximity alert. There's a huge, a huge amber. There's a huge alien spacecraft, 50 times the size of our own, just above us. And we're getting some sort of message from this mothership. It'll probably be something like, don't leave home without putting on your scarf. Milton, I think it's highly unlikely that... Don't leave home without putting on a scarf. Ask them what's for dinner. Milton, we're about to make contact with an alien species far more advanced than our own. The slightest wrong move could offend them, causing them to destroy us and our entire planet. Is this a bad moment to test my electric hand buzzer thing? (laughs) Yes, very bad. All of a sudden, there they were. Nine feet tall and blue. Remember, every TV screen in the world is watching your first words to the aliens. Hello. You're big for a smurf. (laughs) All right, nice one like. How are you doing there? Hello. You all right? Nice to meet you and that. Well, hello there. This is remarkable. You're speaking like the good people of Liverpool. I know. We've been monitoring your earth transmissions for years, you know. But all we could pick up properly was Brookside. (laughs) So how do you normally speak? That's nearer Manchester. (laughs) Or we can do normal earth speak, if you prefer. Thank you so much. So, what brings you to our humble part of the solar system? Our planet is out of resources. So for the last ten years we have been trying to talk to you through your World Wide Web. We sent millions of messages, but no one replies. Why will no one help us on Planet Viagra? Ah, um, yes, I, I, I think I see what's happened here. So next we set up some secret mines in Nigeria, but we needed someone to arrange the finances for us. But no one ever replied. I did. Listen, Planet Viagra is overcrowded. And I think I know why. No, it's not that, Milton. There are too many of us and we need to colonise other planets. Perhaps you just need help with your current housing arrangement. Well, yes, but we are blue and sad people, so our dwellings must be drab, dull and soulless. Is there anyone you can suggest for us to take back to our planet? Milton, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Of course. I'll be sorry to see you go, Anton. (laughs) No, Milton. Amber, you've been a great PR person. (laughs) What's all this racket? I've been trying to sleep. Ah, Sir Peter, allow me to introduce you to your new employers. What? No! Oh, no! Well, that all worked out rather well. It's amazing we were here to witness it, wasn't it, Amber? What? Oh, sorry, I was just watching that YouTube clip of, like, when the cat wakes up and looks like it's singing that Lady Gaga song. Yes, well, I've never seen anything like that before. Have you, Milton? I saw a little green man once. Really? Yeah, I walked towards him, and then he just disappeared, and then I got run over. (laughs) 
was another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman Hill, Lucy Montgomery, and Dan Tetzel. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the music was by Guy Jackson. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for BBC Radio 4. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones. Oh,